Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Collaborative Connections with Orthopelvic PT. We are so glad that you are listening today, and I'm super excited. So when we're recording this, it's a Monday, and I'm not a Monday fan, but I am super excited about this Monday because I'm starting her off with Miss Jess Hook from Believe in Blank Marketing, founder, CEO, everyone, under 30, look her up. But yeah, Jess, we're so happy to have you on to talk about how you ended up where you are, what you do, the services you offer, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just tell us, you know, who you are and what your company is. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is definitely a great way to start a Monday, Molly. So I agree with you there. My name, as you said, I'm Jess Hook. I am the founder and CEO of Believe in Blank Marketing. We are a boutique marketing agency. Our biggest focus is social media, so organic and paid. And we'll get into more details, I'm sure, about you know the differences between the two. But organic and paid social media, we also do email marketing, TikTok ads is a new one for us. So lots of fun things. And I just love getting to work with other, particularly female small business owners. You know, everyone's so passionate about what they do and working in the social media marketing industry, I get to take what people are excited about and passionate about their business. And I get to dive into that and share that with the world, which is to me, I feel really lucky that I get to, you know, experience someone else's excitement too. Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge and that that kind of driving passion to support things that people are excited about as a smaller boutique firm. Like what a great opportunity that you have for that. And tell us, I mean, tell us, how did you get into this? You know, like what inspired you to kind of start this? I feel like I'm always so impressed with social media people because it's just all so new and so quickly evolving. I mean, I know that like we just like have so much trouble catching up and we're always like attending seminars and stuff and you're just on the front lines of that. So like, what's your background? How did this come about? All that good stuff. 
Yeah. So I feel like I've actually been in the industry for, I feel like, you know, the old fart in the industry, because I've been doing this for over six years at this point and it is constantly changing. And it's one of those things that I find that really exciting. It's, there's always something new to learn. There's always something that you're trying to figure out. And I love it. I think it's a ton of fun. I got started. I fell into it in college. So I was working part-time for the gym on campus and my boss asked me to manage their social media accounts and found out that I was really good at it and really enjoyed doing it. And, you know, having that combination where you're, you find the thing that, okay, I actually have some skills that make me, you know, well-suited for this. And I really enjoy it. That combination is not always easy to find. So I'm very lucky that, you know, I found it right in college and have been doing it for over six years at this point. And it's continued to grow. We're a firm of seven, I think at this point people. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's growing. And it's something that we, I've been doing this full time for, it'll be three years in September. And the vast majority of that, I never stopped to realize until a couple months ago, the vast majority of that has been during COVID, which mm. is really interesting. And I think in a lot of ways, it's been a cool thing for people to see and really better understand the value of social media and, you know, how we really have to have it as small business owners at this point. It's kind of like running water. You know, you could run a business without social media, but you don't really want to have to go and use a porta potty in the middle of the day. Like you want to have a running, you know, a running bathroom. So if you want to be able to grow and continue to keep up, I think it's something that is crucial for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. Just from a consumer perspective, I'm really looking like, you know, do you have a website up and running that's plugged into socials where you have like testimonials and you have what you do and all that kind of stuff. And it's updated. Like, are you keeping current with this? Is this just stuff from like 2018? You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's something I'm looking for when I'm vetting places as a consumer. So, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you. Super vital. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's something that, you know, it used to be, okay, maybe if you were going to a salon or a spa, you wanted to see what the place looks like. But I mean, as a consumer myself, it's something that I check social media for almost every business that I go to, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to dinner. All right, let's check out the vibe of the restaurant. Let's see what it looks like. You know, it's something that across industries, that's how people are finding out about new places to eat and new places to get a haircut and, you know, new physical therapy offices. So it's something that's really important for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like, yeah, I do go to Instagram and like, yeah, look up a restaurant, look up, you know, X, Y, Z. And I do want to see like, you know, it gives some ethos to a business and like that credibility that you really want to see if you're going to be patronizing them. So yeah, it's like, could not be more important in this day and age. And I totally agree with you. I really like having a variety of changing problems to solve and like new things to learn about. I do feel like when it rains, it pours. So sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just like going about, I'm doing my thing. And then I'm just like, ah, there's so many new things to learn and new things to do, which is a little bit overwhelming, but I really do prefer that to a stasis. And I, we did have a, we had a good conversation with, I think it was Dr. Sarah Jardinelli. She's a naturopathic doctor out of Leesburg. And we were talking about how, I think it was her, listeners go back and find out, but we were talking about how it's just like really important to us 
to be in a state of growth, even when it's painful growth, because it is, it's just like more active and like more enlivening to us than stasis. And she did point out, which I thought was a good point. So I want to like go back and reference it here. Like, okay, but sometimes as a small business owner, like you need to coast and you need to like put in what you need. And I was like, oh, those are really good points. So I do want to acknowledge that that we do go through our seasons and our periods where we do need that, especially like, you know, when you're transitioning, like I know with you bringing on these new team members and with us as well, like having gone from, you know, just Kelly to Kelly and me to now we're also um, a team of seven, I think. <laughs> and yeah, like, <laughs> but it is really like, there are just sometimes, especially when you're kind of prepping for those transitions. So you kind of have like more work that you can handle, but you're not quite ready to bring on another team member. And that's a tough time. Oh my gosh. It's incredibly tough. And I think the, so I just hired a new team member, Leah. She started about a week and a half ago at this point. And she is fabulous and amazing. And the content that she's creating for clients is already like, I love it. When you're onboarding somebody new, it creates more work for you, right? As the business owner. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know that, you know, this is a season and it's going to get better and it's going to lighten my load, but gosh, yeah. I think, you know, I agree with you when it rains, it pours, it feels like, you know, everything just hits at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, <laughs> I'm ready for one of those coasting seasons, but I don't think it's coming anytime soon and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Same. And I think people, I mean, if people are thinking about kind of like starting their own business or going off on their own, something that's really interesting that I didn't realize until being a part of a small business is that I I honestly really understand people who decide to, they go into it on their own and they decide to stay at that level of like just them. Like you really understand. And it's like, yeah, you're totally limited in your scope and kind of who you can work with and how many people and all that kind of stuff. But you're also solely in control and you don't have to kind of, so it's just totally what your goals are. Like if you want to become, if you're going to become a small business owner and that's something, even just like, you know, you're going to start a side hustle. That's a really important conversation to have with yourself. How did you personally, like, how did you decide, you know, I really want to take this from just being, you know, on my own and doing my thing and creating these amazing opportunities for people on social media to, I'm actually also going to bring other people on and really kickstart their careers. What was that like for you? It, gosh, that's a really good question. And it's something that I... As a social media marketer, there are kind of, I would say, two standard paths when you start getting into social media. So there's the social media manager route, which is very much like I am a single, you know, one woman show, you're managing accounts for people and you take on as many as you can handle. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. The other route is to go the agency route where you start building up, you know, you bring in a team, you start adding on new services. And I was lucky enough to work for a small agency when I was first Mm -hmm. getting started. And I really like that model. I think it's very cool to become not entirely a one-stop shop, but pretty darn close. You know, we do branding, we do website design, we do ads, all sorts of things. So if you're looking for anything digital marketing wise, that's something that we do. And that has grown out of necessity in the sense that mm. clients are kind of driving the services that we add on. So they're saying, Hey, you know, we really need a new website. Can you help with that? And after long enough, you're going, okay, well, no, but I guess I should probably figure out how I can help you with that. So very much grown out of necessity, I would say. 
I love that. Yeah. And we do, we totally, we need our consumers and our clients to be telling us where to go and the businesses around us that are kind of growing and expanding too. So for you guys, I mean, clearly there are, there are a lot of bigger agencies, smaller agencies, like solo shows. What makes Believe in Blank unique? Like what are you bringing to your clients that, I mean, clearly I'm just, I'm sure listeners just by listening to Jess, like you can tell that she is passionate, that she knows what she is doing, that she is on the cutting edge, but, um, you know, in your own words, like what, what are you guys bringing to it? That is so invaluable. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the compliment. That was very sweet. I appreciate that. You can't see me, but I'm like making a cute face. So my big thing has always been, and I think will always be authenticity because it's very easy. You know, there's a distinct difference between marketing and sales, and those are two different industries. And I think it's very easy to confuse the two and to become a sales team on social media. And obviously you're trying to sell on social media. I mean, that's part of what we do is bring in clients and find new leads and, you know, grow businesses, but finding a way to be authentic on social media has always been my big thing, because I think, especially when I first got into this, it was, you know, kind of the start of people feeling a little bit more authentic on their feeds when I was first getting started, it was very much the super highly curated feeds. You know, everyone had, every post had blue in it or every post had white in it or, you know, super, super cohesive. And I am very grateful that we've moved away from that. But that doesn't mean that people are really focused on authenticity truly in all Mm. of their posts. And for me, it's a very big thing that, you know, whenever we're working with a new business, I don't want it to sound like I'm writing their social media posts. I want it to sound like the business owner or the client or, you know, the business itself. That's the voice that we're using. We're creating a really authentic presence for each business because that is one of the biggest fears for people when they're looking at outsourcing their social media. Hey, this is cool. I don't want to, you know, take the time to do it. I don't know how to do it well, but gosh, everyone's going to know that I outsourced it. Like they're not, it's not going to sound like me. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions about working with a really good social media agency is that we, it is literally our job to sound like you. I love that. Yeah. And you can, and I mean, you do like know those businesses where they do bring somebody on because they haven't. And it's kind of like, it's just kind of clear from the feed too, of like, okay, like there were some kind of sparse posts here and there. Now they're coming more regularly, but the voice is totally different. And then that's kind of like a bummer. Cause you're like, okay, you're present, but where are you? And you guys are so, it's so true. You guys are so phenomenal with your clients of just really stepping into their voice and like what is important to them. And so not only, I think, yeah, authenticity, definitely, I would say for sure sets you guys apart and that's a huge thing, but also the fact that you guys, and you make sure that your team is really good at perspective taking so that you're kind of going along with the goals and the mission of the companies that you're supporting, because some people don't have that intelligence. Like that's just a level of intelligence that definitely can be grown and can be learned. But I think there's also a baseline of just like empathy and perspective taking that you're looking for in your team. Would you agree with that assessment? 
Yes, a hundred percent. That's one of the biggest things when I'm looking to, you know, add a new team member on is it has to be, and this is how I look at, you know, signing new clients as well. It has to be a good personality fit. You know, I need to make sure that we are all moving towards the same goals. You know, we're trying to create a better social media presence in a way that feels good and that helps the business and that ultimately, you know, creates space. You know, we're talking about finding those times where you can coast as a small business owner. And my ultimate goal is always to say, okay, I can't control if you have a ton of things on your plate otherwise, but let me take this piece off of it. Let me give you that, you know, those hours every week that you're engaging on social media and that you're trying to write captions and not seeing any response. Let me take that off of your plate and give you the mental space to focus on other things. And as I'm, you know, going back to your question, as I'm growing the team and making sure that, you know, we are growing in a way that makes sense. That's one of the biggest things that I'm focusing on, you know, other people that are going to get it. Mm, Yeah. That's yeah. That's so important. And that like really sympathetic relationship between client and the business owner too, of just making sure like, is that a relationship that makes sense? Because you do, you know, not everybody is the best fit for everybody. So that is, yeah, you guys need to make sure that you feel good about those clients. And speaking of your clients, what are, so you've said you've definitely expanded your offerings, but, you know, give us a nice, a nice laundry list of things that people see you for. Gosh, well, laundry list can go on and on. I'll do kind of a quick broad synopsis. strokes. Yeah. yeah, broad strokes. Yeah, I'll do I'll do a synopsis. I would say our three most popular services are social media management. So that is the day to day posting. We're the ones that are responding to comments. We're creating all of the graphics. We're writing the captions, choosing strategic hashtags. You know, this is where you really get to say, "Hey, cool, I can pop into Instagram." but I really don't have to think about it. That's when clients tell me that, oh, I don't even have to think about what I'm doing on social media because we're working with you. That to me is a success for a client. That's a really big win. So social media management, that's first and foremost, our biggest offering. Email marketing is a really big one. So we all know how important it is to you know grow your email list because... Instagram, it's not going to, but Instagram could theoretically just disappear tomorrow. And then how are you going to connect with your audience? So email marketing is important. And then paid advertising is another one that I really love. And that's one that not as many marketing agencies, you know, boutique marketing agencies specifically are offering. And it's one of our fastest growing services. It's something that, you know, we're working with people across industries and it's making a significant difference. ROIs and, you know, numbers. I'm really proud of what we can do with advertising. So for us, that's Instagram, Facebook ads, and new offering would be TikTok ads. Very cool. And then you definitely remind us of your Instagram handle because you do post some really cool success stories of those metrics and people love like, you know, those tangible metrics. Thank you. I try. So, well, and I can't take all the credit. I, my team helps with the Instagram feed. I do stories, but my team definitely is the one driving the feed. You can find us at Believe in Blank Marketing on Instagram. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Check that out. It is really cool to see even just in a short amount of time, how much the experts can really help you grow. And I definitely know, I mean, you obviously being connected with other small business owners and um, female and small businesses, it is really difficult and it can be really discouraging when you are trying to kind of play by what you know, as a lay person of the rules of social media, and you're just not getting engagement. You're not getting like people are not kind of, it's not transferring to like a client, like all of those different things that you really, I mean, and clearly from like when you were in college and just this job, they asked you, you know, Hey, like run our accounts. There is a degree of like having innate skill, like clearly you hone your craft, but there's some great instincts there that it's okay that others of us lack because that's also not our field. Absolutely. I mean, I, so I think the best example that I can think of is, you know, grew up in the Pinterest age. So very much like I have my dream home board on Pinterest and ready to go. So when I moved into a new apartment last year, I'm going, okay, I'm ready to go. We're going to decorate it. It's going to be so cute. It's going to look like my Pinterest board came to life. And lo and behold, I really like pinning images on Pinterest. Don't really like actually doing interior design. That is not an innate skill that I have. So yeah, exactly. You want to outsource, and I'm a big proponent of this, obviously. You want to outsource those things that you can give to others. So something that was told to me early on, and I think is a really cool piece of advice is, you know, create a list of all the things that you're doing in your day-to-day role and make note of what pieces only you can do and then outsource or delegate the rest of it because there's a lot of things that only you can do where you know you're the one like only Kelly can be Kelly in orthopelvic only Molly can be Molly like there are certain things that you could give to someone else but it's going to lose a ton of value by outsourcing that so social media to me is one of those big ones that other people can embody your voice. If you find a good fit, someone else can take that off of your plate. And it's easy to gain a couple hours a week back if you're able to take that one off. Yeah, absolutely. And that's super good advice just for anybody out there, even if just, you know, if you're not a small business owner, you're just listening to this and thinking like, you know, I like have taken on like a few too many things. Like I think about with my, I like don't really enjoy cooking and baking. I can do them, which I will tell everyone because I can and I do them well, but I really don't enjoy them. And my husband and I were vegan for a few years and he also was, his mom has celiac. So he definitely, he just like went off gluten with her and was just like, yeah, I'm feeling gluten sensitive, whatever, no allergy, but he was like vegan gluten-free, which is like, if you're vegan and gluten-free, like, you know, objectively, like you're the most annoying kind of person, like in the world, like that's just objectively, like aggressively annoying. Um, and again, this is a love of my life that I'm talking about. So, you know, I love him. And for his birthday a few years ago, I was like, you know, like, babe, like, tell me what you want for your birthday cake. Like sky's the limit. I'll make it like, clearly I'm not going to be getting like a vegan gluten-free cake somewhere. Like it's, I'll do it. What do you want? You want ganache? You want this? You want that? Whatever. So he decided he was like, I want like a cookies and cream cake with, you know, like an Oreo icing. And then we'll do like a chocolate ganache on top. And again, I'm driving this. I'm the one saying where he's like, I don't know, just make me a cake. And I'm like, no, sky's the limit. Tell me everything that you want me to do. And after that experience of making that vegan gluten-free cake and that like friggin' vegan ganache, I was like, nope, never again. Every year since I have gotten his cake from the Whole Foods Bakery and it's been delightful. And they did expand their vegan options. It's great. 
but yeah, and that's just something where I feel like I would feel, and I think there's a, a level of guilt to outsourcing things, but you have to, your energy and your time is so precious and we all have so little of it and it's just not worth it. Like for, I'm the same with you. Like I'm not a DIY person. Like I will pay for my time and my sanity. And like, if I tried to do something anyway, like it would look ridiculous. Like it would not be good. And that's how people really need to think too, with like, well, obviously anything in your life that you can do that with, you know, go for it. But yeah, with their social media, like it's just not, there's not like a sense of pride in spending way too much time to do something not well. Yeah. I will. First of all, I give you major credit because trying to create a vegan gluten-free anything, let alone one with ganache and all of those things, like major round of applause for you. Thank you. (laughs) So much credit. No, I think you hit the nail on the head with the pride thing, you know, because we, especially as female small business owners, I think Mm -hmm. get into the mindset of, oh, I can do it all. I should be able to do it all. Society wants me to want to do it all. And Mm -hmm. The big thing that I think is important to pay attention to is what do you actually want to do? Do you enjoy, you know, balancing the books every month? Awesome. Then don't outsource it. If you enjoy doing your social media, cool. But if you, you know, number one, if you straight up do not have the time to do something, or if you really don't enjoy doing it, that's probably something that somebody else could deal with. And think of the value that you get in adding more time onto your plate and adding more joy onto your plate, you know, not dealing with things that, Oh, every Tuesday I have to write my social media posts and it puts you in a bad mood the whole day before. Cause you know, it's coming and you procrastinated and it's annoying and, you know, just take it off of your plate, let it go. We can't do everything as much as that would be great. That is just not realistic. And I am speaking directly to myself here because that is definitely a lesson that I'm still learning. Yeah, I completely agree. And just, we have really finite limitations. And I think that it's, you know, like power of no, you know, power of somebody else doing something because we are, I was reading the wreckage of my presence. It's a collection of essays in memoir form by Casey Rose Wilson. She's an actress and a podcaster, but it's really a great title, the wreckage of my presence. But she was talking about, she had this chapter about how women like, you know, we weren't able to kind of like be in the workforce and all those types of things. And then it was like, congratulations, you can be in the workforce, but you still need to do all of the other things you were doing to like manage and run a home. And you still need to spend. And like, I think women today spend twice as much time with with their children as moms in the fifties did, which is like so aggressive. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Like, where has this all come from? That doesn't make sense. And there's no, like, there's not a sense of equilibrium. So I really appreciate this kind of this movement that we're all taking as women of saying like, okay, like, can I do it all? Or are you asking me to do it all? Because I am like, I'm physically able to bear it without breaking because I'm a woman. And that's like who I am. Should I be doing that? Because that's just like, that's just like a friggin' I don't know, breakdown waiting to happen. You know what I mean? And like reading about something I really liked too was like, you shouldn't, which I totally did when I was a teacher, you shouldn't only rest on vacation because you will absolutely just crash. Like you need to build rest into your everyday life. Otherwise you're just like absolutely crashing and burning. And I was like, Ooh, that's a call out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you like this podcast, please download, share and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women 
and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com, on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt, and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.